And I'm Karen Wright, and joining me now is my good friend, Harvey Hess. Good morning, Harvey. Good morning. So, Harvey, you and I both ended up taking some things to the Nicollet County Fair. I took some 40 or so flowers and plants and with my husband, too, so both of us. And you took some as well. I took in two dahlias. Just two? Yeah. And I've never been there before, so it's oh. our first time. All right, and you said you saw some of the other entries, and you, you thought you had some pretty good flowers. Yeah, on the way over, I, I thought my sister and I went over there, and, and we thought we had some pretty nice-looking dahlias. Got over there, there was another six or eight of them there already, and they were all looking nice. <laughs> See, that's the thing you never know, because it just might be, like you said, the day. I brought lots of things, but the problem was I wasn't able to get them all picked before that heavy, heavy rain, rain came, and it batters those. Yeah, it does. So I didn't do as well as I had liked. I never, I didn't get any champions or reserves like I did at the Blue Earth the County, County Fair. Fair. I got a bunch of blues, I got a bunch of reds, I got some whites, and ironically, you know, my husband and I, of course, we garden together, so I some in his name and gosh darn it he beat you again <laughs> he beat me <laughs> i think to myself because i thought you've said it before well you should put the one you think that's gonna win you know and give it to him and then you'll win I, i'm gonna have to do that <laughs> because for some reason well you're gonna have to invite me there and i'll judge him before you go over and I see th- how we do I, that i think we should <laughs> you know it was interesting i went over my lunch hour to see how things did yesterday so i was looking and uh you know there are a lot of people milling about because there are a lot of plants and flowers over there i was surprised uh, we were there fairly early and oh. and um well, it was the middle of the afternoon and I was surprised at the number that were already there. There are an awful lot. Well, then, so I was listening kind of as I was looking around to see how, if I beat my husband or her husband beat me. <laughs> uh, and I, I heard people say, well, why didn't that one win? Well, I don't understand. Because from a distance, you look at some of those and they're just beautiful. And you think, well, that's an obvious winner. But then sometimes when you get close up, you find things. Yeah, insect damage or or even maybe they might be a little bit past their prime. Take the flower and turn it around to the back. That's where it deteriorates the fastest is on the back side. So what do you look for? I look for insect damage first of all. Me too. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the back and see how the petals are. If the petals are starting to look not quite so good in the back, it's maybe just going out of its prime time of opening right because they want them that are that are, are yeah. looking good and are going to last a little while no mistakes in it no nothing in there if you, if you can find one but that, it's pretty hard to do the one thing about though the the nicola county fair is you only had to bring one stem versus the the blue earth county fair you had to bring three so you had to have three that had to be had to be similar and almost right. identical and that was harder well i think i think the difference is is the size of the uh, flower and stuff too is what makes a little bit of a difference whether you need one or three. Uh, if well, you no, at the Blue Earth County Fair, almost everything had three as opposed to here, almost everything just had one. one. So, yeah. yeah. I haven't checked that out, but I just took the dahlias over, and that's the one I need either place. And so, uh, it was just nice. Yeah, so I encourage people to go, but don't be surprised if you look and you see flowers now that you say, how did that win? Because my hibiscus, for example, have curled up into a ball because they last one day, or the lilies now look terrible because the lilies last a day. So if you say, well, how in the world did that win? Well, when it was brought, it was good. So just keep in mind, flowers do fade. Yeah, yeah. for the Blue Earth County Fair, their their entrance day is on a Wednesday. They're judged that night. Yes, same thing. For St. Peter, I think they're judged the next day. No, they're judged at night. Or they're judged... Because they close, they, you get them in by 6, 6.30, the building's closed, and they judge them. 
Oh, okay. Yep, so it's same day. So anyway, so we encourage you to go out. There's a lot of fairs this week. I know they've got the Steele County Fair, the Brown County Fair, the Nicollet County Fair. So there's a lot of them in our area. Always check out and just see what people have got going on. Well, I was impressed with a n- number of different varieties of plants or flowers, or especially in the dahlias, which I'm most interested in. There was, I think, probably only one that I think that I have a, one that looks like it. And I have, I think it's around 30, 30 varieties. different varieties. Wow. You know, so there is a lot of different ones in there. And it's great to see what people are doing. There was a lot of vegetables, too. Yeah. Well, now, when I was there, I didn't see any. Now, maybe I was looking in the wrong place. Okay. There were quite a few. The only thing I uh, other thing I entered was some fruit. We had some pears. But the ones we had are later maturing. So the ones that, that won were obviously almost yeah. fully formed because they were early variety. Yeah. It may, it, yeah, it makes timing is everything, and when you're showing flowers or vegetables, uh, I mean your your flowers can look great one day, and the next day when you want to enter some, Poop. where did it go? Yeah, it's exa- gone. Exactly. <laughs> so, what are you doing in the garden or outside or inside right now? Well, I think that about this time of year now is uh, weeding. You're you're still doing the weeding, deadheading. That's important too. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a rose garden, and um, I have forty-five dahlia plants and thirty-five roses. So I do uh, a, dead, a lot of deadheading and stuff. And and then the other thing that I'm going to start doing right now is to get my tubs out and my uh, containers and, and wash everything up for next year. Yeah, I've always kind of waited. Sometimes you wait till fall and then it's so darn cold that you you know when you do it outside <laughs> with the hose you don't want to do it and you just leave it sitting in the garage that's what happens to me sometimes I what I've got a, a trailer with the um, mesh bottom and I just put everything in there and then I sit on the side of it with my oh. sprayer and uh, one of the hose that's got a power on it and, and uh, I just wash everything out and then leave it dry and then put it away. Well, I just got a pressure washer, so that's a new thing, and I'm glad I did because in the past, cleaning out the insides of my rain barrels has always been tough because they get sometimes they get that algae. Yeah, yeah. And so with the the pressure wand, you can stick it in there and really get that clean them up good same with the pots i don't have a regular pressure washer i just use the water pressure okay even uh but you got different settings on your thing and and it it's pretty good yeah it was never enough for the the inside of the rain barrel speaking of rain barrels my 10 year old for 4-h is going to do a demonstration on making rain barrels at the Nicola County Fair. Yes. So, and uh, that's going to happen when? Saturday at, Saturday. I think he's scheduled for 1140 in the morning. But it was, you know how in the, the book when, when they have demonstrations, you can give your speech or your demonstration on anything you want. I mean, it can be how to make a cake, how to, how to make a picnic table. Well, the reason he chose uh, how to make rain barrels, he said, well, what are the categories? I said, well, you know, you can do it on anything, but there are certain categories that you get extra money, like the American <laughs> Dairy Association sponsors. I think if you, do, and I, I don't remember if this is the right number or not, g- gives you $10 if you do something that involves dairy products. And then the, the I think it's the uh, Pork Association gives you X amount of dollars if you do something related to pork. So I'm reading through them, and I, and I go down the line, and, I, and so I get to the other one, and there's one that if you do something on conservation, you get $25. He goes, I'm doing something on that, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, down at the Blue Earth County, sir, my sister entered the dairy where you have to use the dairy product in there, yeah. and that was either 20 or $25. Sure, just for, I mean, if you'd have to be the she winner. She win, yeah. Right. But, but in this case, it's just <laughs> entering it and doing it on the topic, plus then you win your prize. So he was yeah. pretty excited, and so he's, yeah. But um, we're doing more rain barrels. I know you don't use rigging barrels. No, I don't. Right. Well, I, 
I have found them to be such uh, a wonderful benefit. And, you know, you can get those, you see those, they're like blue industrial food grade Right. Barrels you can yeah. get them. I think at like Pepsi companies or different places. But now some people are starting to sell them, and they're you know making sometimes thirty, forty bucks on them. Yeah, I mean it's, they're cheaper barrels, and, and they get a big price for them. So. Right. So so get them cheap, and then you can buy a kit, or you know go online, and that's where we found stuff to buy a spigot and things, and and make one for thirty bucks or less. I don't have any rain ba- rain barrels because I don't uh, have to worry about running into. A river or anything like that. I've I've got a conservation um, land down there, and I got a pond where uh, I think it's about seventy acres of land. All the water has to go through that pond sure. before it goes to the river. So I'm not worried about anything coming off my garden going into the river. And but when you live in town and you've got all yeah. the 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 asphalt, the cement, and things that the water can just run off and go in the drain system and overwhelms the infrastructure, drain systems, and it doesn't get um, go through like you said the the land to be purified out, and so that's why it's good. And plus, it's better for the plants too. I lived in the same place my whole life, so <laughs> I'm not used to being cramped in the <laughs> corners. You're lucky. A big garden and. <laughs> I really spread it out. Oh, my tomato plants now. When um, my daughter and son-in-law take care of most of the vegetable garden because I can't anymore. Right. But I told them you got to keep them separated. Got to keep them separate. And we put them five feet apart both now, ways. You're talking your tomatoes. Yeah. Because a lot of people, when I mean, you see them when they're a little plant and they're you know what they're they you know four inches tall. A lot tall. of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you can't hardly really walk between them. There's places I know they're going to have to just kind of step over the tomato plants or something. Now, you one of the varieties I got from you that, that I never tried before is Super Sauce. Yeah. Now, they are getting huge, but they're not getting red. When do they get red, Harvey? <laughs> uh, we haven't had, outside of our uh, little uh, cherry tomatoes, we haven't had a red one yet. Oh, you haven't either. Okay, because no. my tomato no, berry, just, which is smaller. Yep, that's the ones. They're uh, excellent. Yeah, we've had a number of them off there, too. We did uh, pick one of those. Um, I don't know what a super sauce. It might have been a uh, Big Mama, which is a little bit smaller than a super sauce. But it's something that ate the end of it oh. off. And uh, so we Bull. picked that. Yeah. <laughs> well, even, even skunks, if they get in there or something, uh, they will eat the end of a tomato, too. Okay, so what do you do to try and prevent that, or don't you? I don't, because it usually doesn't happen <laughs> that much, you know. And just, I, I, I you've got enough land and enough <laughs> garden. See, because if if they eat one of my cabbages, for example, or a cauliflower like the vole did, that I've got two, so that's half of my crop. Versus living in the big country where you got a giant garden, if you lose a few, it's sort of not such a big deal. Well, well, a little thing like uh, cabbage, I had four of them. Oh, you only had four. Okay. Yeah. But I put a hoop over the top of them until oh. they got bigger, because then the rabbits aren't going to bother them, you know. So it it, it works good. I've got these hoops; they're ten foot long, and I use them uh, put over cabbage, the radishes, the carrots, the beets, everything when it's small, because they, we do have lots of rabbits out there. We do too, and deer. Yeah, uh, even the conservation acres where they should all stay down there, because that should be their place. No, they got to come up and take my smorgasbord, and <laughs> and so. Yeah, we d- we have little things that we have to. I do have a four foot fence around um, my rose garden and part of the vegetable garden now. Um, 
because the, the uh, roses, uh, the deer just loved the buds. They come in, and that one night they just cleaned me out of buds. I was going to—I thought I had a couple for the Blue Earth County Fair, and when I came out there the next morning, the buds were all gone. Even some brand new ones that I haven't even hardly opened yet, Aww. and they come in there and they just devoured the whole thing. So I got this—I had three arbors up, and I didn't have the gates in the arbors yet. So that's <laughs> partly my fault too, I guess. Well, but. sometimes it's a like Barb and I always say it's a very much a learning experience. Oh, it is. It. Uh, uh, you learn something new just about every year. If you, it's 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 nice. So I was yesterday, or yesterday or the day before, I was driving on my my street and I saw a guy out fertilizing his yard, and I thought, what in the world are you doing? He had his cart, and and this is not the time no, to fertilize. No. It is not the time. It's late season fertilization encourage problems with winter survival. So. Don't be doing that. I know some lawn services say, oh, we'll do it here and here and here, and sometimes it's way too much. And that's why I have problems with pollution in, in a lot of the rivers and streams and things because it takes all that excess that plants don't need and washes it off. If it, if you fertilize your lawn and your garden uh, all summer long and you have rain and your garden really doesn't need that much, yep. where's it going to go? It's going to go right down through the ground they're going to wash it away so advice on fertilization for yards now it says make a note of any areas that you think might need top dressing or fertilization and do it in the spring or, or late, late fall, fall. Yeah. right right because yeah. it's just otherwise you're just asking for yeah. pollution and trouble well you know right right now uh, you get some dry spells and something and your lawn is going to start slowing down it's not going it, it goes grows. dormant mm-hmm. and if you fertilize well what's the use of fertilizing when your lawn's not going to use it and you, you risk know. burning yeah. the, the plants yeah. too so, so it's yeah it's timing is everything and a lot of the stuff too it's so and as far as other things to do now i am going to start seeding some crops because some of my my cabbage my cauliflower that took a lot of space are done and now i've got spaces in the garden so you can reseed some things yeah uh, radish is a good thing to put in there and i think maybe some lettuce uh, something that will mature in 50 days or fewer yeah i was going to say 40 to 50 days maturity look at the package if if you got that uh, day maturity you got a good chance of having something in the fall yet Although, if it was like last year, that was one of the longest growing seasons ever. But see, that you can't count on that. <laughs> no, you go with the average. That's that's about as uh, close as you can come. Right. So, so uh, yeah, I think so. I'm going to do you know some spinach and, like you said, some lettuce, some radishes, and I wonder. There's some even some beans that I know can can mature quickly do you think that i haven't i've never seen any of those i think that might be pushing a little zucchini yeah they like (laughs) some of those are 30 days (laughs) that stuff starts growing before it even comes out of the ground i think but who needs more (laughs) zucchini right right um with any of your vegetables you got too many vegetables take them down the echo food shelf it's a good place to take any extra don't throw them away if you keep them picked and you can't use them Neighbors can't use them. Take them down to Echo. They can always use them down there. I know in previous years you have brought there lots was, of food well, there to was Echo. When Beverly was he's still here and we were uh, could still do the garden ourselves, there was a stretch of seven years where we took a little over, we averaged over 4,500 pounds a year. Wow. You know, at that time. But, uh, yeah, and they're, they're very appreciative of of all of it. And oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, because, I mean, having fresh fruit and vegetables, it, I mean, it's expensive to buy them yeah. in the store. Another thing I just thought of, too, your tomatoes, we were talking about, they're not mm-hmm. ripening yet. Right. Well, tomatoes love hot weather, 
Yes. And that was the problem early on. Uh, we normally, we don't plant, uh, set our tomatoes out in the ground until after Memorial Day. And it was cold. Or it was, yes. We had a stretch of uh, cool weather. And so they didn't take off growing when they got outside right away. And so that's one of the reasons why if your tomatoes aren't ripening yet. They're um, s- yeah, slow start. Yeah, it's the uh, weather has got a lot to do with it too. You know what else is, it was slow and mine are still slow are my peppers. Uh, yes. They, you know, normally should be producing. I mean, I have some now, but it's not prolific. And so I'm hoping, you know, we'll, they'll be starting to come on. And how are yours? Because I know you plant same, all Same thing. You know, we just had a few uh, smaller ones and, and not anything. Uh, I do have one hot pepper. It's, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, is a little round one. Okay. That has been very prolific. It's got a lot of green peppers on it. They're in right size. I mean, you can use them that way, but they will turn red after a while, and they haven't done that either. The other thing, as slow as my dahlias, you know, I sent them out, and they just not have not gotten big enough to start uh, flowering yet, and some of them are just coming on now and stuff, but but there again, it depends on the variety. I got one variety, uh, Kevin Floodlight. It's a, a dinner plate yellow, and that's been. Uh, I got three plants, and it's been prolific. And so I've been. I cut some off, and they take them in different places. And uh, uh, Shopco and Northridge, they get a few of my flowers once in a while. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So are the ladies all happy to see you? When you oh, bring yeah. Them? yeah. Yeah. Harvey's <laughs> popular, but I'll tell you that. Uh, anything you uh, have seen this year that you think, I'm not going to do that again? so far uh nothing out in the garden i think everything that we've gotten planted is something that i would replant you would okay yeah uh we've had some different things this year that i've never had out in the garden before um uh, okra oh now see in the past when i was in 4-h i used to plant okra because it it looked cool and it was a seed, but I never knew what to do with it. So when I was in 4-H, I grew a lot of stuff just to grow it, but we never used it, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is not very smart, I guess. But <laughs> Okay, I use in stir-fry and, and stuff like that. Do you yeah. like it? Um, I've had some. It, it, it's okay. Uh, you know, put in stir-fry with a bunch of other stuff, you don't taste it either, <laughs> anyway, so it's different. <laughs> it's just a little filling, you know. And it's probably nutritious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then end in, in something, it's a soybean. Edamame. Edamame. Yes. We've, we've never grown that before. And that I like. Yeah. I've, we cut, we took some to the fair, but I think they weren't anywhere near mature. I think the uh, mature ones, they have to be a little bit uh, more uh, bigger, to, sure. uh, like a soybean size. Well, it is a soybean, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And so we're waiting now to see what uh, these really do taste like and stuff. And then they, um, my wa- uh, daughter planted some red kidney beans. And we aren't harvesting any of them. We're going to just leave them on the vine until this fall hmm. and then pick them out and shuck them out and then store them in a container and use them for bean soup all winter. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I've never done the, the dried beans ever, so that's something I have Beverly always used to do that. She'd have uh, all these different colored beans in, the, in the jars. She'd have white ones and black ones and brown ones, and then she'd get a little out of, of each to put in the soup, and so you'd have a mixture of colors in the soup. And It, it was always good. And they keep, once they leave mature, shuck them out, let them dry a little bit, and then put them in the airtight containers. And, and uh, she had them in, in glass, gallon 
glass jars and sitting on the gallons? shelf. Oh, yeah, <laughs> gallon size. And so there was quite colorful in the kitchen too, you know. So. Very nice. Well, uh, I have onions and they are just starting to topple over and they say you should dig your onion when the tops fall over and begin to dry. And I think my some of my onions are at that phase now. Um, and they say that um, some of those started as uh, sets uh, don't store as well as those started from seeds or plants. And I started mine from sets. So, oh, no, no, mine were plants. Sorry, mine were, yeah. were plants. Yeah. And, and then they talk about how to cure the bulbs, the onion bulbs. How do you cure yours? Well, w- we have a little greenhouse and uh, I use in the fall and then in, uh, or in the spring for my plants where I start a lot of plants. And then um, in the fall, we'll use that for drying. The, we'll put uh, onions in there for a few days to dry off too. We've been using a few onions now as, as we go along because we got so many, we're not going to be able to keep them all anyway. So um, yeah, that's how we kind of dry them. Well, you can, if it isn't going to rain, Okay. You can you can just uh, pull them and leave them lay on top of the ground for a day or so. That'll dry them out. And then you want to uh, take them in and you want to take those tops off by twisting them. You take the bulb and you take your top and you twist it until that top comes Instead off. Instead of cutting them? See, I yeah. used to cut them. No, it's the best if you twist them. Because uh, some people, don't they braid them too? Yeah, I I tried that once, and that's for birds as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. <laughs> <laughs> because it says in here, I've got a, a gardening book, it says, braid the tops and hang them to air dry uh-huh. or spread them on a screen in a dry location. Give them one to two weeks to dry before storing in a cool, dry location. Uh, that's that's about what we do. We put them on the screen. Um, I don't like to leave them out in the sun, so in the greenhouse it gets real hot in there. So I'll only put them in there for a few days. Then we put them on screens. Uh, and then we'll take them down the basement uh, where it's cooler down there. And uh, we got screens down there where we keep them. They'll keep them. Yeah, how long do your onions last? Oh, they'll last well into next year, the following year. Um, We watch them, you know, if they start to sprout, you can see one starting to sprout. Just take that one up and cut it up and use it. Oh, so you can still use it? Because I have once in a while, and I didn't know if you're supposed to. Oh, use them or no, not? No, we always use them with even with the sprouts when they come off. And but th- then what we do is cut them up and then I'll chop them off. And if we don't use them right away, put them in a container and put them in the refrigerator. They'll keep for a few days in there too. And I've got leeks, which I've never grown before. So I never have. Okay, well that's a Barb Lamson question then, because um, you know she she talked about how you were supposed to mound up the soil so they stayed white. I never did that. <laughs> I I've never had them. Um, but it, it uh, that's another thing too is your potatoes. Um, if you see, if you have some potatoes, um, mound those up so that you don't want a potato sticking out of the ground because the sun will turn it uh, green. Scald, and then that, that uh, outside is green, toxic, I think. Green, yeah. Now, some people say if it's green, you throw away the whole potato, but uh, we've never had. I just usually cut off that. Cut part. off the green and then use the rest of it. And But, yeah, that's another thing to do right now is if you don't have mulch, uh, just go down there and see the brown sticking out put some dirt over the well, top you, of it. you know barb and i do the tower method where basically you right. put them in the bottom of and then you keep adding soil as they grow and keep yeah. adding so then the the tubes tubers just keep going on up so mine are just starting some of mine are just starting to turn brown so i always wonder too when when's the best time to harvest your potatoes when they're all dead or when they're just starting to die or what do you do uh there's no hurry about taking potatoes out of the ground um leave them leave them in there until the uh tops are completely dry and stuff and then you can dig some out and 
And otherwise, uh, what are you going to do with them? As you get them out, it's too warm now anyway. Uh, so we, we generally leave them in there for a while, and then we'll dig them out. And then uh, we'll air dry them, uh, and then I'll... Do you wash them, or you just sort of take the dirt off? I don't think you're supposed to scrub them, no, right? No, no, don't wash them. Yeah. Uh, we put them on a screen and let them air dry, uh, but someplace yeah, and not in the sun, because you, they'll do that same thing. The and green. Yeah. We don't and want that. so, especially a white potato. The darker ones aren't, aren't quite so bad, but we have screens where we put them inside a building that is air flowing. Mm-hmm. It's the outside building and, and stuff and let them dry. And then I'll just uh, brush them a little bit, knock off the dirt, uh, any that's clinging to it yet. And then uh, we put them in tubs and then we put them down in the basement and where it's cold. Because uh, my basement isn't really cold so I, I, and my garage isn't heated, so I'm kind of in a impasse in terms of what to really do because I don't have an ideal spa- place to put them. I don't have a root cellar. Well, we have an older house and yeah. we, we have one room uh, in there that's petitioned off the rest of it and there's no heat in there and there's no window. We, there was a window and we covered the window up so it's dark and it it gets um, gets down below 50 degrees in there. You know, But that's where I store the potatoes and I store uh, my dahlias when I pick those all up and the glads and uh, all of those different bulbs and stuff, I store them down there then. Sure, so it's nice to have, that's one advantage of having an older house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you maybe don't think you that can, until you, can, you... <laughs> you can find that corner that's not being used and yeah. it's cold. And Anything else you're doing or anything going on? I still have the Japanese beetle problem, which I know you in the country haven't had yet. No, and I'm surprised that um, out there where our place is, we're halfway between Pemberton and St. Clair, I haven't had the bugs this year that I normally have. Hmm. And, uh, and Earwigs, have you had those? Because we've had tons. Everybody, I I've had that. a few, okay. but not very many of those either. But usually when the farmers start spraying their soybeans. Oh, they all come out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same bugs that you find in soybean fields yep. is what I find in, uh, get into my dais before they're even open. Oh. You know, and then they open up and they're just terrible. Full of you know, punctures, so, yeah. Uh, but um, I went for a ride on my conservation acres. I got some lot of trails down there. I went down the other night. I didn't have hardly any bugs, hmm. no mosquitoes or anything. And I got a pond down there, and it's got this stuff on it, green, you yeah. know. But I didn't find mosquitoes around there much either. Well, you know I have a pond in the backyard, but mine is definitely (laughs) man-made, and it holds like just a little over a 1,000 gallons. In the past, this is for people who are interested in doing ponds, and in the past I have had so much trouble with that stringy green algae. It's just horrible, horrible. And, I mean, I would literally be there picking my neighbors. I'm sure that I'd be leaning down in the pond and picking out goop after goop of all these stringy stuff. In the last two years, I have not had any problems. And you know what's different? No, I don't know. Well... In the past, uh, or this year, um, actually last year, my husband said, we should get some of that water lettuce stuff. And I said, well, you know, I tried that the first year in the deer just ate it. He goes, oh, let's just get a couple. Well, this water lettuce stuff, it, it propagates itself, and it kind of covers the top, and it's got these roots, so it basically takes up that oh, algae as it? nutrients. And then I also put a couple other little plants in there, you know, uh, some papyrus and things. And so that kind of purifies the water. So that has been my, my secret to not having to use all kinds of... Uh, stuff to put in yeah. to try and clean it out so yeah. I, i'm not so down on ponds because for a while i'm like maybe i should just <laughs> throw dirt and fill this thing up oh for years i wanted a pond beverly says no we don't want any new pond <laughs> uh up in the yard <laughs> right, a small right. one so now i got my pond down in the uh, 
flat <laughs> and, and so it's it's uh it's a big one. It, it, that's what filters the water. And it's got the green algae on. You can yep, see and that. That's it's natural in, down there. Yeah. And, that, and um, so then it goes um, through that. It has to go across before it gets to the outlet. Uh, it oh, maybe 20, 30 rods before it gets to an outlet. So And it's all grassed. The pond has got. Mm-hmm grass in it and filters it and, and stuff so it's it's pretty clean water before it goes into the river yeah before the, by the time it gets or reaches yeah. the groundwater it has a chance to it be it goes purified. underneath my bridge and your little bridge my little bridge my private little bridge yeah. <laughs> well i tell you what we are out of time i've been talking with harvey hess master gardener and he's uh, in the also in the minnesota river valley master gardeners club with myself and barb lampson and barb lampson is off on vacation well or she's seen her daughter Bar- um, one of them anyway in, in Alaska and fishing. Yes, I yeah. think it's a son. Okay, but yeah, so so we, we miss her, but we appreciate Harvey's coming in. And Harvey, you're going to have to go check out and see how you did. Or now when I go to the fair tomorrow, because you probably won't go out there, I'll check to see if I can find your dahlia and let you know how you did. Because I didn't know you had a couple or I would have checked when I was there no. yesterday. Yeah, I did. this is the first time we did it at uh, Nicollet County Fair. And so it was nice. And All right, well, well, we'll see if Harvey was the winner or, you know, at least got some blues or something.